get me brackage. Instagram. Discord. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. Mike Young sucks, man. What, no Q&A? Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? Wes Anderson sucks. Wes Anderson. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. This is a film. And you'll never make it in this business. M. Night Shyamalan. Patreon. I was obsessed with trash. Rogue Packer. Anything by Pastor Daddy. James Gray sucks. Never make a movie. Light. If like the sound is off in the theater, I, I go mentally ill. Josh Sapp. Let the creative people talk to the money people. And I don't even make movies. The movie's trash, you know? Spike Young sucks bad. Make out with girls. Very creative what you do. Doritos bags look mad But it's time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Pack. You are a creative, we get it. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. Reduced black ratio. Final Cut Pro. Steven Soderbergh songs. Rub Vaseline on a lens. I'm crazy about sound. I go mentally ill. I don't make movies. I make films. We got Ion Pack. We got uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. I'm my fucking line producer, Trust Pump, baby. If I give you a credit, it's up to me. And what it says is up to me. Otherwise, don't work in my film. Gritty New York City, and I don't have no bitches, I'm a podcast. But it's time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Pad podcast. We are watching Mean Girls. Never make a movie. Robert Altman. I'm a straight up slut. If your agent calls me in any way whatsoever, you're fired from the film. You don't see a film and say, Joe Schmo did the fucking food. This is a film. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. Let him cook. Rack me up some of that fire. Oh my god, the beat in the background. It's weirdly. It's randomly irreversible style shit. Yeah. No, it's very rectum in the background. Rack me up some of that fire. Rack me up some of that fire. Okay. Listen to that nice. Jewish boy voice. That's that's who you're calling a fascist. That's rack me up some of that fire. <laughs> rack me up some of that fire. So whenever you um, have something that you need or you're getting excited for something, just tell your homies rack me up some of that fire. Yeah, yeah. For context, that's um, that's a Mr. Peter Vac in a movie. That we won't say, but that's him <laughs> requesting someone else to rack him up some of that fire, meaning he wants some of the the coke on the table. That's what's happening in the scene. But we, it doesn't need to be about coke. It can be about no, no. Anything. It's just you can. This is multi-use. This thing. Yeah, it's you know when 
when something's really sick, when something's really fire, you can be like, that's actually so fire, I'm going to need you to rack me up some of it. Rack me up some of that fire. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone's asking you, I mean, is that sick? Like, do you like that? Is that cool? You'd be like, I really like it. In fact, you might need to rack me up some of it. Rack me up. All right. Welcome some back, everybody. Some of that everybody. fire. Yeah, some of that back. fire. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, you, to do the the you do the beat. Do the beat. Do the oh, boom, yeah. boom, and then I'll do it. <laughs> Rack me up some of that fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was sick. Um, In fact, you might need to rack me up some of what we just did. All right, Packers and Heads, rack us up some of that fire. Uh, what the fuck is really good, everybody? We're back. It's the Ion Pack. This is the Ion Pod. We're zooming. We're back to the original shit. Yeah, which we have not done in a long time. Long story, but today we have to do it remotely. And you know why? It's because it's Mother's Day tomorrow. I think this will come out the day after Mother's Day, but big True. shouts to our moms. Also, I think we should unlock the our Mother's Day episode. Oh, so true. That was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think it's still locked up. Or did we already unlock it? I forget. <laughs> Maybe we did. I can't remember. Regardless, um, if you haven't heard it, rack yourself up some of that fire. So true. It's one of our best episodes. Rack me up some of that fire. Um, Big apologies, and big shout-out to all of you for waiting because we have not been hooking this the fuck up at all. Yeah, we we actually have not been going to fucking as always, um, but for good reason, but um, we're back. We are motherfucking back. You got a list of stuff you want to talk about? Um, Like, not really, to be honest. I just saw a bunch of movies since the last episode, so I, I wrote them down. Well, since we're pretty late on it, and now we've both seen it, let's start with Bo is Afraid. True. Um, all right. King, King Ari Aster. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Bo is Afraid. For so, spoiler alert for all people who haven't seen it yet, although I'm sure you have. Um, what, do you want to start with the rating? I just want to give some context for just one moment, which is that we saw Hereditary on the set of the movie we made long ago and so it, I, I had like a I had like a full-blown meltdown at how bad I thought it was <laughs> um <laughs> just how like bloated and indulgent and horrible indie film had become but that being said and I think a lot of people disagree with me on this or at least oh yeah yeah I I'm, recently talked I to also did I also was really not a fan and uh I seem to be in the minority in fact, yeah, I, no. I, I've barely met anyone who doesn't love it. Everybody loves it. And people are a little more lukewarm on Midsummer, but um, I, think I think the Everyone I know so loves Midsummer. It's the same frustration I had with mid-90s around the same time, which is just that like, I know that there was a great... I think it's actually even more true of Hereditary as I was like, I know there's like a really good movie in here. And it was just like way too long. The edit was like such a wreck. It, the pacing was all over the place. It just felt like... Somebody got the keys to the the kingdom, or like an expensive car, and just like I don't know, was running a muck. Overindulged, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but big shouts then, to Lucian Johnston, though the edit, his editor who we yeah, went to school with. Big shouts. Um, but I don't know. I I also just had I I understood that the ending of Hereditary was kind of like a necessary thing 
I, I guess there was some producer pressure for the ending, um, which made me more sympathetic. But then I, I actually no, hated Midsummer way more. I never saw it. Yeah, I really hated Midsummer. Um, Ari seems like a really nice guy, and big shouts to him. But I think I just like I just couldn't subject myself to the pain of it when Midsummer came out. I was just like, like why why do this to myself? Well, I, it's so weird because I think I think of myself and you too as someone who like loves, um, you know, occult and weird stuff as, as themes. Yeah, and and I like mystical kind of that that whole atmosphere. So I would think that I would love horror, but I realized I just I just I think I'm just not a horror fan. Especially yeah. this elevated horror thing. I mean, Hereditary really was like the beginning of that trend in the A24. Yeah, it's true. Like saga, like it really is what started. But what was the what was the other one trend. that was like that seemed like a TV movie that everybody loved? Um, it follows. I mean, you know what I mean. There was like always these. That was even before Hereditary. I think. That's right? true. I actually that was like think 2016 I or something. I know, I know you don't like that movie. I didn't love it either, but I do think it's much better. Or like it I, follows, I, yeah. Really, you like Hereditary more than that, like by a long shot. Wow, I, I, I thought it really follows know. was terrible. I think they're both really bad, honestly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think they the, both yeah. suck bad. Yeah, I mean we've said this before, but The Witch was the only thing in that genre. That the Witch I liked. is heat, and The Witch is really sick. The Witch is amazing. Yeah, The Witch is amazing. Um, but not to be all negative because. I actually thought Bo was afraid. You're was, being negative. Yeah, because it's negative. You're being You're negative. Being do, you negative? That, do you have that clip? No. Fuck. God damn it. Um, especially that first, the first hour and a half of Bo's Afraid is like my favorite, like stuff I've seen in a minute. Like I, I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was so well edited. The production design was like crazy. Joaquin was crushing. Um, but then again, we get to that second half. Like, if the movie ended with the Parker, spoiler alert, if it ended with the Parker Posey scene, the sex scene, and that was, it had ended there, I would have thought the movie was, like, randomly a masterpiece, but it goes on for another, like, 50 minutes, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. Um, you, so you didn't like the ending? I, I, I honestly, upon reflection, hate the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going back and forth, same thing, like, in the beginning, I was like, whoa, I think he actually might be killing this one. And then eventually I, mean, I got... Cool. It's just, like, so obvious. Yeah, eventually I got somewhere and I was like, oh, come on. And then, I don't know. I, it just, the themes were a little obvious to me. Like, I wasn't really enthralled with... I also just, like, I didn't love... I was annoyed by Joaquin. I mean, he, I'm sure he was playing it as he was directed. Like, he was supposed to be this kind of, like, sympathy... Like simpering, pathetic, like quivering yeah. character. Yeah. But I was just like annoyed. I wanted him to leave. I didn't like him being on screen for three fucking hours. You know what I mean? Well, it felt like, I mean, it actually reminded me a lot of Frownland with just like the neurotic. Like, I was going to say, it, it is definitely similar to Frownland. And then I felt that the character he was trying to create with, with Joaquin, with Bo, was like the kind of 
worst nightmare that everyone thinks of how they are or how they're perceived, yeah. et cetera, which is, which is how I read Frownland. But I think Frownland did that so masterfully because, you know, you, you see that main character is like, you know, your worst repulsive. nightmare. For, yeah. yeah, but, and also just the, the kind of frantic claustrophobia of it is like way more visceral. And this, it was just, it was annoying because it was too drawn out. So I didn't like have the same visceral feeling that Frownland created yeah and i think it's yeah it was like so much for so long that i was just getting like tuckered out there were there were things that i really really enjoyed i i actually really liked the kind of animate animated sequence in the woods in the middle um yeah that was that was cool i i thought that uh, that section was cool i know i was talking to someone else who said that they liked the movie but that was their least favorite part so interesting um it's it's within a sequence that I don't like overall. I don't like the the like Synecdoche, New York play shit in the in the woods. I actually liked the that animated sequence within that larger sequence. But just, when we get to the woods, that's when I really just felt like it, I was in such a slog. I was just like, oh my god, get me out of here. I I generally yeah I, I it was after that sequence until the end where it really lost me. I kind of liked the end sequence though in the like Coliseum thing. It's cool. It's like I mean it's just like from the from the attic like penis monster thing to that it's just like it just like is Kafka and like Cohen Brothers but not as good or just like Yeah. The I mean the whole the kind of oh man the re- the references and the themes and the whole mother penis thing was really Damn. When the mother came in, I was that was the most I was not with it. I was like, Jesus. No, and that's what I'm saying. That whole third act, even though I like the end sequence, that's what I'm saying. Like between the woods or the kind of end of the woods up until the Coliseum at the end, I was like, Oh man, I'm so checked out. And I there's, and they, he really had me for a while. Well, there's this thing that like artists do, and it's like a maximalist thing, but the reason I would have really liked the movie had it ended with the Parker Posey moment was because it was like superhuman and like actually felt kind of like personal to some sort of emotionality and where the movie actually ended in that like big stadium or whatever it just felt like, oh it's like this is a movie about like the concept of the movie, it's like concept heavy rather than like human centered yeah yeah do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, it's like the girl from when he was a little kid, and like he, you know, mm. he's finally having sex with her. I don't know. There's just like a like, oh, that like makes sense to me. Him like toppling over in the fucking boat in the middle of the stadium, and like everybody's getting out as you're getting out of the movie theater. You know what I mean? It's just so like sick, dude. Like, cool, yeah, get, cool. I actually, trick. I really didn't like the sex scene either. Personally, I I thought that whole I hated everything after the after the woods. Oh yeah, I I thought the sex scene went off. I also just like love Parker Posey, so I'm like insanely biased. Uh, it just it it was. I mean, it seems like such a basic criticism to say it was too long, but it was way too long. Lucian, really get, a hold, had me for a second. get a hold of your boy, Lucian. I've been saying this for years now. <laughs> Rain him I in. mean, <laughs> respect for wanting to go insanely ham, but it also reminded no, I, that's, me. Yeah, I, no, the ambition of it is the thing I actually like the most about it, even though it's also its obvious fault. It reminded me a lot of I'm thinking of ending things, which was a movie that no one ever really seemed to talk about again, and no one liked except for me somehow. I still um, never saw it. I I really like it. I've 
talk to like one other person who likes it. I, I don't understand why people don't like it. It to me was a way it's Kaufman? more interesting. What? It's Kaufman? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand why like no one cared. It's like everybody loves Kaufman. Um Do you wait I forget. Do you like the Synecdoche? It's my least favorite of his. Yeah, I have no interest in revisiting it. It, yeah. se- it seems like something I would like. Lo- it's like I, it should be like my in my top ten, but it just never hit. I, I mean, I love being John Malkovich. I love adaptation. I know those movies um, are great. Yeah, I mean, I I like him a lot. I did not like Synecdoche. I I doubt I'll ever watch it again. But I thought I'm thinking of anything was was I don't know. I felt like. I was being punked with the amount of how much no one else reacted to it, and I thought it was really sick. It's because it was like, wasn't it just like a Netflix release? It like didn't it like barely, yeah, didn't it like kind of like barely come out. It had like an yeah, Irish but I know a lot of people who watched it and they were like, oh, you like that? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, really? I never wasn't Anomalisa Kaufman too. Yeah, people say that's heat. It, it is. It's it's sick. It's wild. Wait, let's rate Bo. After all of this, I'm going to give it a shouts. A shouts? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a shouts. Mm-hmm. Because you got to give it up for the bull. The bull went crazy on everything. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm inclined to give it a big shouts just because I feel so contrarian, but I am being genuine. I know. It is a shouts. Let's be honest. I know. It's definitely a shouts. I really wanted to like it. I feel like such a... like. I feel at such odds with horror stuff in in particular because everyone I know, even people who obviously who aren't movie people, they love to talk horror, and I'm I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? Like this. Movie I honestly bad. think the the fatal flaw of the movie is that it is reaching to be rated, and I'm going mentally ill. But so true. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's somehow definitely not, and I'm going mentally ill. It, because it's so self-aware that it's like wacky and like like insanely maximalist and ambitious. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Almost is like all right. Honestly, you should I, you should watch. I'm thinking of ending things. I, it really I it actually makes me angry how underrated it is. You're mad about it. It's it's like really sick. <laughs> be getting you've been getting mad a lot recently. If you <laughs> 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 like you know. If you want something like Bo's Afraid, I just feel like it's been done cooler. I don't know. Well, and, I think you know, uh, the, the movie I've been recommending to people who like Bo is A Serious Man, the Coen brothers. Oh, I love that movie. Because there's this whole idea of like, oh, it's a, it's like, it's a Jewish movie. It's like about like neurotic, I don't know, like mommy issues. And yeah. I'm like, go watch The Serious Man. Yeah, but... Yeah, and it really, bo- yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, I get that, and, you know, if you can relate to that, cool, but there's also a way to explore those things that isn't just so on the nose, which I, and I get, you know, I'm not naive, I, I I understand there was like a comedic effect, and there is something cool about, you know, with the penis monster and all this stuff, there's something cool about kind of throwing obviously comedic, kind of cartoonish yeah. things in a nightmarish atmosphere the kind of mm-hmm. like uh the dissonance between something that's obviously comedic and the nightmare claustrophobic atmosphere is actually 
an effective thing. So I'm, I'm not rolling my eyes at it, but it still just felt so on the nose, you know? Yeah. It's a shouts. Yeah, it's a shouts. I really wanted to like it. I really did. It's crazy also. I guess I, I, like- I wasn't bored, to be fair. I wasn't bored, but I definitely didn't want to be there anymore after two hours. I'm giving big shouts to the sound mix, though. The sound design and everything, it went fucking insane. Like, the movie is, yeah, that's like, true. masterfully executed, but it's not enough for us over here at the Ion Pack. So true. We need a little more. Yeah. It's kind of a Butterface movie. It was? It, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think so, because, you know, there's an obvious kind of... Uh, subtext and, and symbolism. And some of it was cool, you know, in the um, Frownland way. That's what, especially in the, the beginning where he's at the apartment, that kind of the paranoia, the being afraid of the world thing, like that was all really great and really effective. And yeah, that all gets a big shouts, like upper upper tier of big shouts approaching insane heat if you're going just the first section you know no yeah first half i'm i'm giving a heat yeah 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 that's heat just a heat um yeah definitely but and, and i liked that subtext is, is what i'm trying to say the the way he portrayed like the paranoia of the modern world and and um you know the hypochondria and all this stuff i thought that was really well done i liked that subtext but they're just i don't know there, it was kind of it. The subtext didn't go deep enough to uh, to warrant three hours, I think. And there you fucking have it. Um, I saw two other movies. It's funny when, because like you can appreciate a movie like Bo is Afraid and be like, oh, you know, he killed it, but I didn't really like it, whatever. But then when you actually see stuff that like is truly, yeah your shit you're just it really puts things into perspective and it's like oh that actually sucked bad yeah in, i don't know in context of like what's actually good um i uh, saw i just got out of elephant and you know i've obviously loved it forever but just like the the the, the emotional impact like a movie that i love has on me versus like even considering movies like this elevated horror stuff i'm just like why do i even bother talking about this shit yeah totally um, I saw this other movie, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. You know about this? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Really? It's great. It's the same director as um, The Edge of Seventeen, which I never saw. I never saw it either. You know about it, though, right? No. The Edge of Seventeen? No, what is it? Oh, I thought that was like your shit for some reason. No. It's like some like perks of being a wallflower, like coming of age style shit that is like randomly amazing. Um, it's this director, Kelly Freeman Craig, who is insanely underrated. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of movie that just like fully doesn't exist anymore. Like a thirty million dollar like studio, fucking James L. Brooks produced. I think it's James L. Brooks produced it. Um, coming of age movie. Uh, just like really sweet and like heartfelt and oh Benny Safdie's in it he's like one of the main characters randomly um he kind of crushes it yeah James L. Brooks producer um Judy you know remember Judy Bloom, the kids writer yeah yeah it's based on a Judy Bloom book she has a little cameo it's just like I was like yeah the movies like this is what's good it's some like Matilda style shit I was like yeah, this is totally. so what's good like a really expensive movie about 
being in like fucking middle school. I was like, this is what I'm actually about. <laughs> yeah. Like no irony, no gimmick. It's just, it's just nice. But speaking of budget, um, so Bo is afraid also is kind of flopping. Oh yeah. Big time. That's kind of, is that not strange to you? I don't know. You know more, more about this shit than me, but it like left theaters almost immediately. I mean, the budget was 35 million and it's made, it made about, like nine. It's made about nine. Yeah. I mean, Ari Aster is worth talking about just in general because he is sort of like an interesting case study of like one of those directors from like eight, ten years ago who A24 started giving like shitloads of money to. Um, sort of like golden children of the A24 era. Like Hereditary was $10 million and it was his first, I think it was his first feature. Like $10 million banking on a new first-time director but they hit with it because that it made like eighty eighty two million dollars. So they fucking won big time on that. I think Midsummer did even better than that. Midsummer budget was. But I also gave, feel like Bo is Afraid hasn't been advertised as much as I would have expected it to. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the other thing that I'm starting to understand is that like the budget directly like tells you how much you know marketing gets put into the movie too um right. well i mean kind of it's i think you're right that hereditary and midsummer like i would say like huge sections of the but like when you look at that those budgets were put into just marketing it and like when you market something more it makes more money because more people know what it is um i don't understand marketing at all but i just understand that like when you spend more money more people see it and you make more money um which is really obvious but i don't understand business shit um <laughs> yeah midsummer was nine <laughs> learning some serious shit here on the ion pod no i mean that is a ridiculous thing like when jeff was talking about like oh yeah like what's his name what's the bull's name the weird bull that he did the record label with oh martin Shkreli. Yeah, Shkreli. I'm like, yeah, I he was saying it. He was like, yeah, I never understood that, like, oh, you oh, have to Oh, how you, like, operated a loss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to, like, spend way more money to make the money. I, yeah, like, I don't know about that shit. Um, yeah. Makes that, like, it doesn't make any sense to, like, musician brain or, like, artist brain. It's I'm like, what? Aren't we, like, trying to save money? It's, like, it's kind of, like, poor mindset. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, Midsummer made 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Continue. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't yeah, care. Um, I saw a bunch of movies. Yeah, would you say you saw Sick of Myself? Um, I did. All right, yeah, we'll start there. Um, I saw Sick of Myself, and I was kind of amazed at how similar it was to actors. Uh, that's what I've been hearing. I haven't um, seen it yet, but... Yeah, it's like thematically almost the same movie, just with a different kind of premise, but it... It's really funny. It's, um, it's really. I think it's it's like it's clever and it doesn't. It it's not snarky in its kind of analysis of, uh, you know, millennial narcissism. That that is what it's about. Kind of, um, the broken brain that comes from millennials yeah. thinking they deserve special treatment. Or like they deserve to be somebody, and then kind of just the when you can't figure out what it is, just kind of existing in this this realm of kind of psychotic jealousy and uh, uh, you know histrionics to try to 
desperately yeah. get the attention you think you're kind of innately owed, um, which is basically what I think Actors is about too. Um, the motherfucking god, guess Christopher Borgley. Yeah, it's really good. It's really funny. Um, it. Uh, I, di- I didn't mean to say that. I thought he was like ripping actors off or whatever. I think it's. I don't even know if he. He he had already finished this movie. I think by the time he installed actors, but. Um, I've heard it I suggested. Just, it. I just think it's 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 very similar. I think if you like one, you would like the other. I know. I really um, want to check it out. Sorry, Borgley, for not checking it out yet. And it's uh yeah and and Borley's heat and he's got. He's another, mad. He's really funny. Yeah, he's really funny. We went to he's uh, like the shit that he wore on or the shit that he posted on Twitter of like the behind the scenes of like him like getting shot or stabbed or something and like everybody yeah. dragging him out. It's like yeah. that stark sort of like like dry Norwegian humor. Shit. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. No, and I'm stoked for his first American movie. that's coming out later this year. I think with like Nicolas Cage and shit and Michael Sarah. Uh, <clears throat> I went oh, to yeah, a dream. It's called dream scenario. I went to um, Pink Panthers' birthday party with him in LA. That was wow. Me. Nice. He's he's a heat guy. Um, what are you What are you rating the movie? Insane heat. I'm giving that thing I brought up. That Margaret, are you up there? God, it's me, Margaret. Insane heat as well. Sick. Big shouts to Insane Heat movies for not getting big shouts. So true. Um. All right, I'm just going to keep on going down the line. Everything that I've seen since the last pod. Um, I saw well, I saw a bunch of shorts, which included Robbie Barnett's Trolls. Um, shot by Bart Courtright, big motherfucker. Shot shots. by Bart Courtright, starring Betsy Brown, uh, scored by Wiseblood. And shot on some like of, weird microscope lens shit that he does. Yeah. And yeah. uh, lots of other Packers and Heads involved with that movie. Um, Al Warren, who I'll get to later. Um, Andy Ruse. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I don't know where you can see it, but if you have a chance to see it, definitely see it. Honestly, it's like a it's a it's honestly a special short film. Um, Whoa, new category. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I know. Never seen and one of those. In that same screening, I saw the God Michael Reese's middle-sized things, also starring Al Warren and Eric Rahill. Oh yeah, I saw. I watched it at home. Oh right, yeah. That's it's it's amazing. He crushed Good it. Heat. It's yeah. his best. Um, that's another special short film. Yeah, maybe maybe shorts are sick. That's that. I came out of that screening. It was health insurance Reese's series, which I've said before. Went next time he does one. You gotta go if you're in New York. Shorts or heat? I've, I mean, I've seen good shorts. I, I, I love that Dustin Guy DeFay person to person short. That's definitely a special oh, yeah. short film. Love that one. No, I, they, no, they can it, be great. There was a lot of other shorts in that that were all, there was none of them were bad. It was all really good. I was like, this is really cool. It's like a these short programs. I like seeing them in that context. I think you know what I mean. I think seeing shorts with other shorts. Makes yeah. me like them more. Um, Definitely. And I walked out of that screening thinking to myself, Rack me up some of that fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Down the line. I also saw Rounders for the first time. 
rounders. Wait, what is that? It's um, really underrated. It was. I, I mean, I, I I can't believe I hadn't seen it yet. It's Wait, like, that's the Matt. That's the Matt Damon. Yeah, it's Matt, gangster Matt Damon, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Malkovich, fucking Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a poker movie. Some people say the actually most people who are into poker say the greatest poker movie ever made, which is why it's unbelievable I hadn't watched it. Um, and and Mikey MDC, big shouts, kept being like, "Drop what you're doing right now and watch Rounders." And I was like, "You know what? So true." And I did. And that's it's an insane heat. I I actually don't think that it's the best poker movie of all time, though. I think, even though it's not strictly a poker movie, that still goes to California Split for me. But oh yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, Rounders is sick. What yeah? What's good with John Dahl? Yeah, I was just I was just looking him up. What is good with him? He has that movie called The Last Seduction that's supposed to be really good. I don't really know oh, anything yeah. about him though. Um. Oh, oh yeah, he did Unforgettable, this that sci-fi movie with Ray Liotta. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I know a, multiple people have told me. I mean, he's like a neo noir guy, which is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like sick. everybody's main shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should watch Last Seduction. I'm gonna watch that before the next solo. Hell yeah! I think that's on Criterion. I want to I wanna talk about um. Did you know, did you know that Gus Van Sant made a movie before Malinoche that nobody's ever seen? Mm, did I know that? No, I did not. Because I was like, well, the thing that you, so. Uh, 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 you want to hear the rest of what KJ was saying? Then you're going to have to become a patron like the rest of them. But lucky for you. That's pretty easy to do. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com slash the ion pack. Become a patron. Any tier. And you can hear what we went the fuck in as always about. Which was a lot of stuff this time. We talked about the Delta Lounge in LAX. We talked about Rounders. We talked about Mystery Train. Sick of Myself. We talked about Dogleg. We talked about Bo is Afraid. How could I forget Bo is Afraid? We really talked about Bo is Afraid. And Maps of the Stars. And Gus Van Sant. And so much more. So, again, patreon.com slash the Ion Pack. You already know. Patreon. <laughs>